Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Hello. My name is Mark. I didn't forget that this time or any time. Hey, Mark. And I am always joined by Miles and Jackie. Hello. Even this week. Miles. He still is letting us on this podcast. Yep. <laughs> um, we are a podcast that discusses various aspects of the media franchise, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Specifically, mm, what a sexy ass start. We're going to be talking about the TV anime season one, episode six, Tomorrow's Courage. Tomorrow's Pluck. Tomorrow's <laughs> Ashitano Yuki. It says Pluck. It said Tomorrow's Courage, though, in the. Uh, no, it didn't. It said Tomorrow's Pluck. Oh, on the website. I, I wrote it. Oh, maybe on whatever you were looking at. But on the thing that we were watching. On that makes Crunchyroll, sense. Said we'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking about pluck quite a bit. Get the pluck out of here. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> before we get into summarizing uh, and sodomizing the episode. No. What? Was that not the right verb? Uh, I want to read or will read a uh, letter. Let's call it a letter. An email from a fan. Which, uh, which fan? From Chad. Oh, hey, Chad. Yay. Chad is breaking all kinds of records. Who wants to read it? I guess I will. Miles will read it. I think I read Chad's last time. You could have volunteered me. I'd be fine with that. But no. No. You got to stop talking. Oh. <laughs> this poem is called Seeing Stands by Chad. Chad wrote us a poem? No. <laughs> so people, send in your poems. Aloha, JJB Pod. Although we're still an arc and a half away from the return of Stan, spoiler alert, for better or worse, I wanted to ask a Stan-related question. Considering the wide range of designs that Araki has used, have you come across any creatures or characters from other media, comics, cartoons, etc., that look like they could be Stans? It's a weird question, I know, but I'm genuinely curious. Personally, I've come across these Organic androids from local Hawaiian artist Solomon Enos's sci-fi fantasy Polyfantastica. Let me take that again. Polyfantastica, and I could I will not be cleaning that up. Being stands. I agree with you. I'm not going to show the others. Anyway, here's hoping part five gets announced soon. One of the people on this anime from memory video mentioned that the prince estate might be holding up things a lot, which wouldn't be surprising since he was notoriously tight with his musical rights. Keep up the great work. Mahalo, Chad. Wait, what was that about princess? Prince. The prince estate. Yeah. Which I just dipped into by accident, sort of. Anyway. Thanks for writing, Chad. Thanks for writing, Chad. I. Thanks, Chad. So can you think of times where you've seen characters or designs have been like, that looks like a stand from JoJo's. Terminator 2. You've seen that since JoJo's and went, that's a stand. Yeah. Um, the alien from Alien, maybe. Okay. That's a scary stand. Yeah. I feel like anything could be a stand. Do you guys want to see these? I mean, I don't know. Any- I, I've seen them. You can show Jackie. What? Oh. See, they look, it started to dim. Like, they kind of have that, like, almost clay, robot-y kind of look mm. to them, you know, that a lot of stands have. Mm. The, um, uh, what's it called? The uh, Eva units? Sure. I think anything could be a stand. But I haven't done what he's done, anything. which is like see something else in the, in like the wild IRL. and been like, well, anything and just been like, that could be a stand. The I don't know. closest I got was there's a, a music artist that I like, uh, Quinn or yeah, Quinn. And uh, she had took some, 
photos. She did a photo shoot, and a lot of the photos, she looks like she could be a JoJo character, uh, like a Joe star. She looks like she could be a Joe star, but she could probably be a stand too. But that's it. Yeah, I've seen ghosts, but also what? What ghosts? Mm-hmm. Mm. I see ghosts. You know that about me. I oh. always talk about that, right? On this podcast and off. I don't remember. Yeah, I see Mark, ghosts. Mark just thinks random people are ghosts. I'm consistently Mark, haunted. Mark just walks down the street and is like, "That's a ghost," and it's yeah. like, "No, that's just a that's just a, a child." Hmm. Wait, a dead child. <laughs> Small people aren't dead. <laughs> Explain this. Um, but yeah, pr- I think anything could be probably be a stand. So like, superheroes, like Iron Man, Wonder mm. Woman. I mean, eventually, like, everything's a stand. You're like, this piece of paper is my fucking stand. Um, (laughs) All the ghosts in Ghostbusters could be stands. Mm. Um, Anytime something bigger than something in front of it stands up or, like, appears, then I'm like, that's a stand. The baby in Honey, I Blew Up the Baby, or whatever that movie's called. (laughs) Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yes. I saw that in theaters. That baby. Don't know why. Um, How old were you? Any Pokemon. Too young. Any Pokemon. <laughs> mm. I can't much say that I've had the experience though of walking around in life and going I, like, "Oh, it's like a stand." I, I'm pretty sure I have. I just can't think of one. Think of it. Well, and there I, you go, Chad. I hope you're happy. And I read this email days ago. <laughs> so all the effort. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what me. about um? Uh, what's that manga that I re- Parasite? I don't. I've never read Parasite. I don't know. It's a weird thing that could be a stand. Okay. Because why not? I believe you. Oh, you know what could be a stand? We just watched that 1981 movie Possession last night. Oh. And the first few stages of that thing. That could be a stand. I don't think it could be a stand. It's like creepy and almost humanoid and like, it's like bigger than people and. But it doesn't do much. It kind of like blinds that guy for a minute, doesn't it? Blinds that German guy. He doesn't do much. If you guys want to feel really weird, watch this 1981 movie called Possession. It involves a lot of yelling. Yeah. And European accents. We, it's weird. People yeah. acting strangely, but like, it's like tri- kind of a drama, but it's like no it's human. kind of a drama, but it's no, also horror. No human would act this way, but it's still makes sense in it's, the context of what's it's, happening. It's bloody. Yeah. There's a lot of blood. Lots of blood. If you like blood and European early <laughs> 80s, late 70s type movies that are weird, watch the possession and it kind of has a stand in it that doesn't do a lot it, it doesn't look like a stand it's not a stand it could be it, it, it has powers no. it does a few things it kind of blinded that guy and then it, it changes shapes kind of i don't want to talk about it. oh okay i guess you know, it's like a, i guess thanks for listening to our side pod this movie that i haven't seen <laughs> sorry miles you don't like scary movies i don't like scary anything Oh, uh, any of the characters in Steven Universe? Oh, okay. Could be stands. Well, really, all the gems, all the gems in Steven Universe could be, not not the regular people. But I want to go. I want to go back for a second to Miles saying he doesn't like scary anything. How do you feel about like um, Count Chocula, like Halloween themed food? I don't. I don't really eat a lot of cereal. So. But like any like like if there's like spooky themed pop tarts, pretty much are the you only like, cereal I like is um. Honey bunches of oats. Yeah, but I'm saying, what if you see like Halloween themed Cheerios? Are you like too spooky this box? You put it down. No, because it's like cartoonish and, and childish. You're not worried that there's something more sinister lurking within those within, circles? Within Count Chocula? Yeah. 
No, no, no. Okay. I don't know. If he thought Count thanks, Chocula, thanks for going along with this. If he thought Count Chocula was scary, then <laughs> like then that? JoJo's would be too scary. You know, that's true. That yes ending. That was some great yes and. No, no, <laughs> no. However, um, so should we should we talk about the episode? No. Oh, yes. Yes. And Let's do we it. should talk about the episode. Wait, did we get any other letters? Uh, not to my knowledge. Um, we, people can, by now will have noticed that uh, episode 39 got pulled down due to cop, um, copyright claims by Universal Music because I used Kanye West. And then I was like, brief listening to the episode, kind of like, ah. You a genius, Kanye. What kind of music should I use to replace the Kanye intro? And then I was like, well, we're talking a lot about kiss, this, this kissing this episode because it was like the episode where Dio steals a kiss. Mm. And so, so I was you like, chose Rock All Night and so Party I chose Every Day by Kiss? Kiss from a Rose. I cho- no, we already used that. I chose ah. Kiss by Prince. And the, ah. the problem with that is that that's also owned by Universal. They purchased Prince's ah. estate like of music last year. Ah. And Prince was notoriously tight on his copyright stuff, which is... Rest in Paisley Palace. As Chad pointed out, perhaps one of the reasons why part five is so delayed. Probably. um, We'll see if that episode gets taken down again and if I have two strikes on SoundCloud. Is Prince in part five? Yes. Oh my God. That would be weird. Why would they suddenly bring a real life musician in? I don't know. You don't have the They make a lot of weird choices. It's one guy. He makes a lot of weird choices. Araki. Okay. How do you say bring it in Japanese? Koi. Uh, that's boring. Like Kaka- the fish? Kakate koi. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the fish, but with a totally different set of characters. Yeah. Right, that's some good yes ending. I, I don't decide the language. Um... What do you got on your phone? You're looking at your phone. That's no. I'm just trying to decide whether you do decide the language. I hope you're just looking <laughs> at a picture of a fish. <laughs> um, right anyway, okay. So let's get into this episode. So tomorrow's pluck. Tomorrow's pluck. Ashitano Yuki. Because um, he says bring it. That's why I ask. Yeah, it says koi. That's like the most basic way. It means come. Like come here. Heh. You can say it to a dog. Ah. Because dogs love fish. No, say koi. <laughs> so this is sort of the second half, uh, or not second half, second part of um, the fight with the Dark Knights, the Black Knights, Tarkus, Batman, and Robin, Bruford, and Bluford. Jojo was last seen delivering a brand new overdrive to the face of Bruford while underwater in Wind Knight's lot. So he delivered his turquoise blue overdrive. I have a question. Made up, yep. Already? Yeah. Well, I can ask it later, actually. And he punches Bruford right in the face. No, ask your question. No, because it'll apply better a little bit later. Okay. And that's how last episode ended. But here we see what happened. And that's basically that Bruford actually moved a little bit. So the Hamon punch, the turquoise blue overdrive punch, hit him a little bit. But it didn't do the full damage Jonathan wanted. Aww. And so Bluford, Bruford Sad. kind of flew out of the water and was like, ow. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, Lord Dio, I want to thank you. He's not even there, but he's like, Lord Dio, thank you for letting me fight this, uh, this man. He is truly what heroes are made of or something like that. He's mm-hmm. a great guy. He's like a pretty decent guy. People like him. 
I like him. Well, yeah, I like him. Yeah. That's good. I lowered my chair comically way too fast, and it feels stupid. Mark anyway. really short. He's under the table now. <laughs> I'm not that far you're, down. You're under the table. Drinking under the table. Uh, getting paid under the table. Mm. Um, so We don't make any money from this, by the way. That's true. We don't. Um, we, so We lose money. So Bruford is now happy that they can fight uh, unfettered by the water um, that they were previously fucking with. He's... How happy can he be? He didn't he put them in the water? Yeah. But I guess now he realizes what a smart resourceful guy this is cuz yeah. he was like he found the sonic the hedgehog water bubble and he punched him in the face. Yeah. Which is so <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, but then they kind of fight a little bit and how does it end up that he ties him with his hair? I, he just ties him with his hair. He just ties him with it, yeah. yeah he just does it. He <laughs> slams Jonathan against a tree trunk and then wraps him like binding his arms against his chest, against the tree trunk with his hair. And Zeppeli narrating this fight is like, you can only project Hamon through the extremities. So with Jonathan's arms not being free, there's nothing he can do. Also through this fight, uh, Speedwagon is uh, delivering his best lines. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, not his best lines, but he's just, the way that he talks is silly. He says like, what in the blazes is, is one of the translations. He's being mad British. And, uh, I don't know, another one he says, like, his body was ravaged by Hamon, and then and later he says other stuff that's, like, weird and cool. They, they take some liberties with the translations. There's one part yeah. where it was, like, it was something where, like, Zeppeli says something specific about Targus crawling into the tower, but they just, tran- and, like, what he really said was just, like, what is that guy? But they translated it as being like, he's a something something. I was like, I, he didn't say that. <laughs> um, so what is that guy? Yeah. Just what is that guy? This is like Nante Yatsuda. Huh. It's like, what is he? Like um, when, um, like when white people go like, what are you? Do we do that? <laughs> Some white people. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm starting my new hashtag. No. We, we get it. We get it. I'm not going to even say it. No. Um, so Jonathan is tied up. Speaking of white people, Jonathan is <laughs> tied to a tree by Bruford's hair. I always forget that these people are not all Japanese. No, none of them are. Not uh, a single one is not, Japanese. No. True. Not even yeah. Asia stereotype man, Wang yeah. Chung. Right. Um, and then Bruford decides to come flying at Jonathan with a sword because he's going to chop his old head off. And Jonathan, because you're kind of like, what is he going to do? Like yeah. he, he starts breathing though. And you're like, okay, how is he going to deliver Hamon? Is he able to defy Zeppeli's rule and put Hamon through his chest or something? But what he does is he just breaks his foot free from Bruford's hair like, he kicks his leg out. Yeah, just like the breathing made him stronger. I guess. Like, he just... Well, the breathing is to power up his hamon, which he then uses, but... How strong is his hair? I guess it's not that strong. That's the thing to well, me. Well, hair isn't really that strong in the first oh, place. Oh, hair is strong. Hair? Yeah. If I tie you up with hair... It's strong. You can break through it. No. No? No. Come on, believe in yourself, Mark. No, I think hair Prove is... Prove it. Try it. All right, I'm going to tie you up with She's doing it right now. Jackie has 12 feet of hair. <laughs> it's constantly dirty. <laughs> Why um, dirty? Oh, Because it would just like, be dragging on the floor. Uh, also, it takes forever to wash. Okay. Who would wash all that? Yeah. Nobody. 
just just more than one person would have to watch just me with my Hmm. 12 foot long hair um so he just like breaks his foot loose from the hair which to me was kind of like why don't you just free yourself but i guess you know he didn't have time Mm. he breaks his foot loose free yourself and blocks the uh the sword with his foot again a little which counts as an extremity Yes. Yes. His foot counts as an extremity. What other things count and then, as extremities? And then it's, it's almost like in order to use his... I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> it's almost like in order to use this technique, he has to announce that it makes sense because he's like, metal conducts Hamon too. It's the first season. We don't know the rules. We don't, yeah. They've got to tell us. Just, I still yeah. don't know. I don't How does I don't he know? know? The rules don't make sense. So this is the question I have. How does he know that water and metal conduct Hamon? I well, w- he had a past experience with water. But how did he know metal conducts Hamon? I think the fact that he was able to Hamon through that rock wall into Jack the Ripper in that cave that still isn't explained Mm. means he just figures everything conducts Hamon. But not hair. Wait, hair does conduct Hamon? And later not... um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like metal. No, he could have used used it on hair. He could have used it on hair. But he didn't have his extremities touching the hair. Okay. And when he tried it the first time, he was sucking his blood, so he didn't have enough to... Is it just electricity? Like, does it follow those rules? It's It, it kind of seems oh. to, but I just don't know how he gets it through that rock into into Jack the Ripper in the, in the fourth episode. That's mm. just what I'm bothered by. When he was like, I sense him through this wine. Yeah. Whatever. Just like delivers the hamon punch. It's like, you didn't touch him. That's true. Electricity wouldn't go through a wall or through a frog. No, I'm telling you, frogs mm. are covered in water. Oh, remember okay. that line in X-Men when Storm is like, do you know what happens when lightning strikes a toad? The same thing that happens to anything. Is this X-Men the movie? Yeah. It's okay. a terrible line. But but she's saying that lightning striking a toad would be the same as lightning striking a I know. A I just I just wanted to quote the movie because it's a stupid quote. In reality, though, toads are constantly, they're covered in mucus, frogs and toads. Okay. But, and so, they can control it so they can make it just go on the water and not the toad. I, I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But also hair. Yeah. It could have worked on the hair, but he just, he wasn't touching the hair. Okay. He needed to block the sword and then was like, I'm going to deliver the power through the sword. So he now does silver like metal, metal overdrive or is it metal silver? Metal silver overdrive. Some light yellow. So it it's metal silver overdrive. Of my hairband. So we're really running out of colors. Because we have sunlight yellow, scarlet crimson, or crimson red, scarlet red, something. We have turquoise, turquoise. blue. Yeah. We don't have anything with green. We don't have Jonathan like jumping out of a tree being like, ha ha ha. <laughs> we don't have orange. Meridian. Vine whip. Yeah. <laughs> Bulbasaur. Leaf throw. I don't know. Razor leaf. Thank you. Yeah, it's razor Thank leaf. You. Thank you. Um, yeah, so he delivers metal silver overdrive. So he just brings a shit ton of hamon through uh, Bruford's sword. And it's cool that they play this like big like upswell of music. And I do like the music when the Jonathan figures it out music plays. It's very emotional. No, it, it's not like that. It's not quirky. It's like... Or whatever. And then Bruford's arm melts off in this gross fashion. That was pretty cool, though. And then Bruford kind of jumps away. How does... I don't understand that. What? The bl- melting of the arm. Because Hamon destroys demons, zombies. It melts them? Yeah. Okay. Like blows them up. Fine. Um, and Bruford jumps away. I guess he put his sword in his other hand because he still has his sword. And then he gives So it melted his non-sword arm? 
No, it melted his sword arm, but I guess he then switched to arms, like took it with the other oh, one. Okay. Or maybe like I do when I eat with a knife and fork. Yeah. Okay. I don't do that. Knife left, right, fork right, always. Hmm. I don't care. Can we just talk about something else? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Let's talk about this anime. Anyway. <laughs> Please. So, so Bruford jumps away and his face is all cracked. He's like, as, as uh, Jackie points out, Zeppeli, I don't remember. Or, or Speedwagon what, says. Well, I know what you want me to say. Speedwagon says his body has been ravaged by Hamon. Oh, you mm. remember exactly where he says that? I just uh, quote. No, I just remember it now. Speedwagon. I think the, like, so Speedwagon is kind of not helpful, really, but right. he is. Uh, he's like a hype man. He's like flavor yeah. flavor. He's the, he's, he's the commentator. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a commentator. He's entertaining. He's but there he for entertainment value. Okay. Yeah, and his right hair right. is great and weird. He later laments this fact. He says, I'm always on the sidelines. Aww. Later. Um, you know who else is on the sidelines, though? The coach. Yeah. The he's, most important part of the team. His, his like, the things that Speedwagon is saying are not, like, Zeppeli is more of the coach, you know? It's true. He's he's useless. He's the hype man. He's like the towel boy. <laughs> the uh, quippy, witty. I don't have enough sports knowledge to make more metaphors. Towel boy. Yeah. Water boy. So Cheerleader. <laughs> I guess so, but he provides commentary. He's like a commentator. It's like the a cast. Cheerleaders provide commentary with their yeah, cheers. They Do go, they? Go with their cheers. team. Yeah. Be aggressive. I don't know. Be aggressive. Yay. I knew it. Um, and he's all cracked up, fucking Bruford. And then he mentions being in pain. He's like, this pain... Is this what it means to no. be human? No, he doesn't say. He goes like, he goes like, I'm too strong. I'll ignore this pain or something like that. But then he talks about humanity, or is that later? That's later That's when he's okay. melting. But yeah, so he mentions pain, and then he's going to ignore the pain and fight through it. And he jumps at Jonathan with the sword in his hand, ready to cut Jonathan's fucking head off. And Jonathan just turns away from him, which is weird because we've already seen this in the form of Abdul versus. Uh, jo- fucking jotaro in part three where he turns away at the last second yeah but that hasn't happened yet i know but it's weird for us because we're going backwards oh it wasn't weird for me I it's not weird for me because i don't remember anything i thought it was weird um oh, okay so he turns away at the last second and bruford does not cut his head off he, he stops his sword right at the last second so yeah. it's like touching uh jonathan's cheek and it cuts him a little bit. A little bit of blood runs down. And Jonathan goes like, I knew you wouldn't do it. It's because you're a human now, baby. It's the short version of what, what happens. Basically, they talk a little bit. And Bruford seems to mostly do the legwork, kind of working out to himself. Like, Yeah, he goes like, I like this guy. He's a good dude. I like him. He's, he's like, good. He's like, to be in pain, he's like, has made, has reminded me that I, or no, Jonathan says like, I know that you're in pain and to feel pain you must also, you might also feel compassion or something. And he's like, yes, to feel pain is to be human. And to feel pain, I might be able to feel joy again. But he doesn't. He just dies right here. That yeah, kind of. So he went from being dead. Well, yep. I guess at one point he was alive. He went from being alive to dead, which is normal. Then. <laughs> right. Everything after. I'm, I'm recapping everything. Is not normal. And then he becomes a zombie from D- thanks to Dio. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, not normal. And then... Not typical, anyway. Yeah, like, and he's like a super strong zombie. Yeah. And then he becomes human somehow. So Dio's power can make you, like, transcend 
death. I don't I don't think he really becomes human. Death. I think he's just a demon zombie in a lot of pain. Oh, you don't think he's like restored to life a little bit? No. Like briefly by the Hamon? No. Oh, they also note that when he's talking to Jonathan and they note that he spared him, that there's all these flowers uh, appearing on the ground, which Jonathan had already done himself. Um, when, he, when, he, when he when Jonathan first gets Hamon, he touches a, like a branch on a tree and all these flowers start to bloom on it. Right. Mm. He just has a green thumb. So that's the green thumb overdrive. So that's like his, ah. his signature thing that he makes flowers. Um, and that's how we know that Bruford has a ton of Hamon running through his body because Jonathan's flowers, his signature, I wonder what they are, chrysanthemums? That's just one flower that I know. Um, Speedwagon is great because he says something like, he, he describes Bluford as a son talking to his mother. Yeah. Yeah, he says, like, that's how serene that one of them looks. Like, they're not enemies anymore. Um, Mom! Get out of my room! <laughs> Mom! Stop talking to my friends! That's how, he, that's how he talks to Jojo. Right. He looks like that. Like, really frustrated. <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't say teenage son. Um, and then yeah. this weird thing happens where fucking Bruford lays down his sword or he has his sword laid down, whatever. He wants to give it to, um, Jonathan, to Jonathan. And the sword says luck on it. It's like a sword that was given to him by the queen. I think. Yeah. That's what he says. Queen Mary. He says the the false queen. The queen gave it to him. Right. The would be queen now just did, but she was his queen. And then he's like, he takes the blood on his finger, on his thumb and draws a P at the beginning. So instead of luck on the sword, it says pluck. Pluck these nuts. <sighs> to and, uh, symbolize the plucking of the eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they subtitle, Araki's subtitle, he writes the kanji for each like word in Japanese, basically. And I think this is a word that pluck is one way to translate this term, yuki which can also be translated as courage. So I think he's trying to say this is the sort of courage, you know, because of the way you fought and the way you knew that I wouldn't cut your head off a few minutes ago. But the word pluck is just, if you're not a native English speaker, know that that is a word, but we really don't use it. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Like we use it as like a verb to mean like to pull out hairs of your eyebrow. Or like you, Or so you pluck you, a string of a guitar. You pluck a chicken. Yeah. There's Plucky Duck. You could say like... From Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh, Plucky. Yeah, yeah Plucky. You might, you might say a person plucky is Plucky. You might say their personality is Plucky, but that's pretty no rare. One, no one says that. Not since the 1940s. Um, so you, you could be like, yeah, they're young. They're, they're, he's full of pluck, but you would never say that. Like, that's grammatically correct. That's a word. But it just feels weird. It feels like Araki went through a Japanese-English dictionary and came up with that. It, does Pluck mean courage? It's like spunk. Spunk. Yeah. Yeah. But what is spunk? Define spunk. It's like another word for semen. <sighs> no. Oh. It means spirited or brave. Yeah. Spirited. There you go. That's a good word. But brave is really what Araki was going for here. But he just didn't have anybody in the 80s being like, I actually speak English fluently and that word is fucking weird. So apparently this word is only used in theater reviews to describe certain characters. That's, that sounds about right. <laughs> Where did you find that? Some fucking nerds. On Merriam-Webster. Like they have like, 
like recent uses of the word and two of the three are in re- theater reviews so only theater reviewers use this word i feel like if to you're describe gonna describe female com- characters complete dorks oh, i feel like if you're going to use that word it has to be like now oh, that kid's got pluck right you know it's got to be like you're old timey right or people like you go the plucky linda right and again you have to be 70 to be a theater reviewer so right. <laughs> um can't wait so anyway, he gives wait. Him, these are theater reviewers, not even like movie reviewers. No, they're yeah, they're local okay. theater reviews. Yeah, you, yeah if you okay. if you wrote for so like slash film and you wrote the word pluck, you'd be fired. No, be like, you sound like a young person. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so he gives him his sword, and Jonathan is like honored by this. But then he goes to look up, and he's like Blueford or Bruford. But then he's just faded away, and only his armor remains. Yeah, and he's like, oh man, too bad I had to kill this guy. Oh well. He's like, the irony is that in order like to show him his humanity, to give him his humanity back, I had to kill him. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's true. If you knew, you could have delivered only enough Hamon to damage him and make him flowery, but... Is it the Hamon that made him human? I don't think it was like that. I think it was just like the, the amount of pain reminded him of what it's like to be human my theory is the homon made him so. human i kind of feel like the homon made him human too. yeah because 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 homon is like the opposite of vampire it's a made-up thing that's the opposite of being a vampire no. yeah, it's like life and, energy right so if you can make someone a dead a dead living zombie then you can make someone dead a, like i don't know <laughs> less dead with Hamon. less less dead dio makes you also i guess because animated. like I don't he know. creates life when he makes those flowers grow. Well, the opposite of zombies are humans. So I can make you human, and Dio makes you a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. But like it, it does. It does seem like it has an effect on. Yeah, and it he, I guess it, so. It makes the the flowers, and you can heal, and it's basically just like Listener, every stand listeners together. write in tell us you can email us mark disagrees and he wants you guys to agree with him that's not so no that, that's not at all what i'm doing that's what he's doing that's it's not what, at all what yeah, i'm doing that's what you're okay. doing man you're undermining us right now no and it's really not cool that's not what i'm doing and i'm sick of it and listeners and, and, don't fall for it and you saying that is you're assuming that they agree with me which is defeatist on your no, part I really don't which assume. means then also i don't care listeners i don't care what wow think. great I care. great job jackie <laughs> Really helping our listener right in podcaster tell Mark that he's wrong. I I will respect <laughs> I legit, your opinion. I legit just want to know what people think. Do they think that that Bruford is human when he then dies? You know, the way humans he's don't die. He's closer to human. It's like that song by Evanescence, "Bring Me to Life." But humans don't just <laughs> wake like, me up inside. Humans don't just fade into ash when they die. <laughs> Was that woman a zombie? In in, in uh, the lead singer of Evanescence, probably, yeah, yeah. No, 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 she definitely was. All right, <laughs> listeners, write in and tell us about Evanescence. <laughs> but yeah, write in and tell us Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail dot com and tell us if you think Bruford was human when he died or if he just was like human-ish and he under he remembered what it was like to be human again. Send us your best pluck puns too. No, don't. I think Amy Lee from no such Evanescence could be a stand. True. I think mm. she could be a stand. Anyway. Um, so there's like this moment, there's like this somber moment, um, where they're thinking about how he died right after he was like kind of redeemed, but then his armor is just destroyed by this building of a human being. Tarkus. He's a monster. He's enormous. I'm pretty sure his size is just exaggerated every time it's drawn, but it's just like ridiculous. The proportions. How tall do you think he is? Like six, seven. In reality. Yeah. Like if you had to do like 
a realistic drawing of it, but I think they just always scale it up so that he's like 40 feet tall. He's like Clifford, the big red black Man. knight. <laughs> um, Tarkus, the big red dog. Um, and they're like, how could you stomp on your friend, your dearly deceased friend's armor? And he's like, Bruford was a loser. He's like, Bruford was spineless. But they were best friends. Weren't they best friends? I guess. They served the same queen. But I guess... They were like like best friends by default, though. Like, who else could you really hang out with? All right. You're both like traitors to the crown. Tarkus also hasn't gotten any hamon in his body. He hasn't remembered pain or or grown any humanness. He hasn't gotten any hamon in hundreds of years. Right. Um... So he's just like, he stomps on his armor and then jumps after Jonathan, I think. He slashes the ground and it makes, like, oh, yeah. It makes the rock rise up. Or yeah, the little at, kid falls. At this point, everyone has, uh, everyone has, has rejoined Jonathan, the three other people. The party. And yeah, Poco falls. Yeah, and Jojo catches him and someone says, nice catch in English. In, in English. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Zeppeli again. Why does he just speak English sometimes? Because nice catch is just a phrase you they're, can say. They're speaking English the whole time. It's just translated what? in Japanese for us because we're Japanese speakers, obviously. That's right. That's why. I forgot about this. But sometimes the English bleeds through anyway. Um, My brain so, is yeah. really messed up, I realize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're all together again. It's it's Zeppeli, Speedwagon, Jonathan, and Poco, but the fucking ground is falling apart because Tarka slashed at it. And they're Powerful. on like he hates the ground. They're on like this one piece of the ground that's now falling. And Jonathan and Zeppeli are looking around. Zeppeli looks down and sees that their feet are covered in leaves. Um, which I might add leaves are leaves are dead when they're separated from the tree they grow. That's true. So Well, I don't know. Can you put them in water and maybe they'll come back to life? Has anyone done this? They're probably <laughs> mostly water. They're probably mostly water. Right? There's probably some moisture in them, yeah. But they do this thing then where he's like, all right, first of all, bullshit number one, because it's a bunch of bullshit just happens here. <laughs> this is right. a bunch of list, bullshit. List bullshit. Zeppeli looks at Jonathan and is like, Jonathan, and he's like, yeah. Like, it's bullshit that he knows what he's going oh, for. Yeah. I totally oh, yeah. understand. We'll make a glider out of these dead leaves on our ground, <laughs> even though I've never done this before. No one's done this before. Maybe they like had a previous conversation about it. Like it was like, he was like yo, joke. imagine if we made a glider. <laughs> Out of all these fucking leaves. Hey, dude, if we're ever in trouble, just look at the fucking leaves, man. <laughs> and then, and, and what is, and what does he say? Sorry to our Swedish listener who likes the the techniques and us to get hype over the overdrives. But he says something about like life magnetism overdrive, or something. And then Araki brings up this fact that humans have a slight magnetic field to them. So this is like bullshit number two. Is he's like, do you think that's what drew the three of us together? No, oh. the red string of fate did. Okay. Um, oh, is that the thing that bonds uh, stand users? Yes. Okay. And all people. Is that true? I guess. Yeah, I told you. It's like a generic Japanese thing. It's not just specific to JoJo. The red string of fate. Okay. Mm, the red G Maybe string in of fate. So it's just fate, basically. <laughs> That's the porn parody. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe it's more than Japan. Maybe it's Asia. I don't know. Red string of fate. Um, Asia's just one thing. Anyway, anyway. So, so basically what happens is they, they summon Hamon and all the leaves around their feet become a giant leaf. Like they all kind of compact together is above their head. Is it shaped? Yeah, it is. Ugh. They all kind of compact uh, over their heads that's and they're silly. now holding up this big like leaf composite glider thing. So they're holding it up. Right. And it is holding them up. 
Yes, because they're not even gripping it. I guess they're <laughs> supposed to be gripping it, but it looks like their hands are just touching it because I think it's magnets. Yeah. But that's what's bullshit is why not just say like Hamon is keeping all the leaves together? Just say it's Hamon. No, it's magnets or but something. But then they're like, our magnetism is being magnified into these leaves. And I'm like, what's to say the leaves have a magnetic field? So Hamon does anything? Control- does everything have magnets? If not, just jump to the rock wall and magnetize your way up the fucking rock wall again. Why you gotta fly? So Hamon can control... It can go through metal. It goes through air. It goes through metal. It, it goes doesn't through- go through air. What does it do with air? Air is just like, it fuels it. You breathe to power yourself with if it went through air it would be crazy because then you just shoot projectiles all day long mm, you should do that we should do that you could do it with bubbles yeah you could do it with bubbles so so water oh. conducts hormone yes that we know we know that metal yep and leaves and magnets no the, magnets. Le- the leaves don't necessarily conduct so hormone the they're just magnetic field yes so, so then if the air is like ionized it could potentially also conduct hamon i guess they could just yeah like walk o- across an invisible staircase okay. to wherever they want so anyway it's it's the it's the hamon brothers are hanging on to the glider and then poco is hanging on to jonathan i wrote down at this point i wrote i love fake science That's what I wrote. <laughs> yeah but you don't you hate fake science i know but i love the fake science in jojos because they try really hard to explain it with science and they're using real science so yeah, a little bit yeah <laughs> like they're they're it's like it's like they're using the terms, but they're not applying it in yeah. a way that yeah. makes any sense it's ju- <laughs> in reality. It's just enough we were like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Araki like read about the fact that humans all have magnetic fields and then was like, I'm going to incorporate this into my comic. I, he yeah. wants to teach the kids that are reading. He wants like, kids, if you you learn one thing from this comic book, you're going to go into school and know that uh, the fucking <laughs> humans conduct for fucking we're all little magnetic. magnets. Yeah. There was a rash of children dying after jumping out of windows holding leaves. <laughs> It was terrible. <laughs> just one leaf. Just no, 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 no. Just like clutching big piles of leaves in their hands. It's just enough signs to make you question it. Like, whereas like in other anime, like the techno babble, you're just like, yeah, whatever. I guess. Just move on. Yeah. But don't yeah. you don't you think sometimes when they're like, it's magic and they're just magic users, you're like, okay. No, I prefer this. I prefer the the, the using real science to fake magic. I like it. I, I guess, guess I, I like that too. appreciate the effort. Yeah. But it does make me go like, what the fuck? I like knowing the random stuff. Because I guess if he just keeps using Hamon, then it is just magic. Which it kind of is already. But anyway. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Speedwagon hangs on to Zeppeli because they're married. And Poco hangs yes. on to Jonathan. And they all go gliding. And then Poco here finally moons somebody. He shows his butt. Yeah. Finally? What Mark's been waiting for. No, he was supposed to do it. <laughs> finally he was supposed to do it when we first see him. Oh. And, and he, he moons Tarkus, who is who seems unbothered. Yeah, by this, he's like, "You've seen a butt. You've seen them all. I've seen a few children's butts. No big deal. He probably had children or something. Yeah, they're dead now. Sad. Anyway, it's at this point of all points that Ario Speedwagon's like, "Hey, how'd you learn this stuff? Because like, even Ario Speedwagon's like, this doesn't make any sense." <laughs> uh, <laughs> And like in the middle of like their escape from Tarkus, there's a flashback. Oh, I forgot. I forgot that's where it happens. It's uh, pretty yeah. random. I was like, really? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. They just like slam into the wall while, while Zeppeli's thinking. They're like, Zeppeli, what do we do? Zeppeli. Ah. He's just imagining the past. So the flashback is he goes to India because he's a sailor still, even though 
he's had terrible experiences. <laughs> you think he'd be done sailing, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he'd switch to railroads or something. But no. <laughs> he continues on and he travels to India and he sees this doctor heal someone with a gangrenous leg with the light from his hands. And I thought like, oh, this guy's going to teach him Hamon, but he doesn't. His master <laughs> is someone in Tibet, which is like the first non-vague Asia reference we get in this anime. Well, Yay. India, but I guess you mean East Asia. Oh, that's true. Good point. Yeah, I guess just South Asia is the only specific part of Asia that we know so far. Anyway, yeah, the guy's master is in Tibet, so he travels up the mountain like uh-huh. Batman and Batman Begins mm. to find this guy so he can learn Hamon. And the guy's name is Ton Petty. Right. It's often romanized as like Ton Petty. T-O-N-P-E-T-I. Yeah. Do you guys know what that's a reference to? No. No. It's Tom Petty. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's a uh, it's a reference to Tom Petty, or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Right. You only you didn't know his solo work. Oh, Free Fallen. Right. Got right. it. Which is weird. We're recording this two days after Tom Petty passed away. Rest in. R.I.P. Power Petty. chords. Pettiness. I don't <laughs> think he was a big power chord guy. Rest in um. Rest in pluck. Yeah. Rest in... Look, Tom Petty made some good songs. Free Fallin'! Did Free Fallin', he did Last Dance with Mary Jane, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Uh, Won't back down. Oh, is that? Yeah. A a bunch of shit I was thinking about, but I can't remember right now. But Tom Petty did a lot of... Jackie is just frowning. I don't know anything. You don't know Free Falling? I'm not a big Tom Petty fan, but I recognize that he has had a bunch of hits. Oh, do you know that song where it's like, She was an American girl. Yeah, I do. It's in Silence of the Lambs. That's that's (laughs) Tom Petty, I'm pretty sure. What's it called? Oh, right. The uh, Goo Goo Dolls did a cover of it, I think. Ugh. That doesn't help. Who does that help? You don't like the Googs? No. <laughs> the Googs. <laughs> I listened to the Googs' greatest hits today. Why? They've got a lot of hits. Do they really? Don't they just have an I don't want the world no, to see No, they've also me. got Broadway is dark tonight. No idea what this is. Uh, they've got Now won't tell your name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know who is good, though? Matchbox 20. No, I didn't like them. Are you out of your fucking mind? Matchbox 20 is 10 times better than Google Dolls. I don't like uh, Rob Thomas's voice. What? I don't like his voice, really. How stupid are you? It seems like a, like an affectation. I don't like any of these like things. That. Oh, because like his accent is like he feels fake? Like, yeah. Because it's, it feels like Midwestern? Yeah. I can see that. But he's Canadian, right? Like, who knows what they what they sound like? He's Canadian? I think so. I think Matchbox 20 is Canadian. I don't know. I I never. Yeah, I never. Anyway, more of more of a fan of the Googs. Anyway, back to Tom Petty. Is the Google dolls in uh, JoJo's. I thought that's a good that's a good name for a stand. Uh, I agree. They might be. <laughs> There's been a lot a lot of stands. Um. Anyway, Tom Petty. Yeah. So Tom Petty, rest in peace. We did a shitty job of, of eulogizing him by being like, remember other bands? <laughs> um. <laughs> What can you say about Tom Petty? Tom Petty is an American musical legend. He was like David Spade, but fatter and older. What? 
That is not, no. That's not nice. That's not how you eulogize somebody. Okay, okay, okay. He's a good musician, great songwriter. He was a great American legend. master who taught. Yeah, but he looked like people. fatter and older David Spade. Not really. He's just blonde. Nah, they're, they're the same. <sighs> You're terrible. You'll see, once David Spade gets older, you'll be like, he looks just like Tom Petty now. I don't think so. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So finish the flashback, Miles. Um, if you can, yeah. It. Basically, he climbs to the top of the mountain. He sees Tan Petty, and I think the only thing that happens, he goes like, "Yeah, I'll train you." But he gives him this prophecy. He's like, "But oh yeah, you're gonna die. You're gonna die." Which makes me think that's sort of an easy <laughs> prophecy to make about anyone, <laughs> right? It, it must be make- missing like like a translation piece where it's like you're gonna die prematurely or you're gonna die in a battle you're gonna die doing the thing that i'm teaching you it would be a much better prophecy like if he was like you're not gonna die right that's a very bold right yeah could make that prophecy it's just weird that he's like i see that you're going to die well i i knew that before i got here Um, but basically, Tom Petty is like the the earliest known Hamon master. I guess in this universe, that means cool. something because you could become a vampire instead and not die. But you die to become a vampire. Oh. I guess if you view it that way. I do. Mm. But you die so that you can live. So then mm. this prophecy is truly meaningless. <laughs> yeah, it is anyway. Well, we know that the, it, ju- it just tells us he's going to die in the show <laughs> yes miles i want you to go back and listen to like some tom petty like greatest hits or something and get back to me because i'm not that big a tom petty fan but i'm surprised at you that i don't like tom petty that much yeah also I've, re-listen to matchbox 20 i feel like i've heard all the tom petty songs and i think they're just okay you think they're all right yeah okay like i don't like that song that much it's okay yeah like it gets stuck in my head when i'm just like oh get out of here tom petty don't Last Dance with Mary Jane is a good ass song. Don't make me bash Tom Petty. He's recently dead. I didn't make you do that. I'm. I'm. Uh, you have a gun to my head. Giving you a, dr- a dressing down because you did that. Sorry to use that phrase, but you are naked. <laughs> anyway, um, so then we go back to the present, and they're where the fucking monster loops at them. Yeah, they're all like floating on this leaf, and like they're <laughs> all like they're all cunning, like coming up with magnetism tricks and stuff like that. And Tarkus is like fuck it i'm dead and just and just jumps at their glider which he is the size of yeah uh, like that that must be his logic that would be mine i'd be like i'm f- invincible i'm a fucking zombie like who gives right. a shit What's what the happens worst that could happen i'm huge yeah i'm huge motherfuckers and he just jumps like on them because i'm the juggernaut bitch right that's that's how big he is um and he like touches the glider and then uh it Zeppelin. falls apart because it's leaves. Well, Zeppeli's like, this glider is made of pure hamon. Touch it at your own peril. And I was like, no, it's made of leaves that are magnetic, you liar. But it starts, <laughs> yes, it starts to fall apart anyway. And they see on the side of a mountain or... So was that just bluster? I don't know. On the side of a, a cliff is like this like sort of castle looking entrance. And they're like, that's the old knight's training ground. Jump before he brings us all down or whatever. And they all somehow jump off this glider and land on the entrance to this training ground. They don't die. They don't die. They don't slam into it. And then they look down, and Tarkus just slams into the wall, like, <laughs> a few hundred feet, a few hundred meters beneath them. And they're like, 
That would have killed anything. So he's dead. Yeah, but he's already dead, you fools. But then we see his bloody arm come out of the wall and he's like, (laughs) and he starts climbing up at them and they're like, fuck, 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 fuck. And they see a door into the knight's training ground and Jonathan opens it. Yeah, Zeppeli's like, take the boy inside. Does he say that? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, I guess I to protect him. I think he's going to be like, I'll fight him myself. So he goes to open the door and he's like, this isn't an ordinary door. And then the door, does it just slam shut behind him? What happens? I think uh, something comes out of the ceiling and grabs him and he floats It grabs him by the neck. Yes, and then the door shuts, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But prior to this, I guess, at some point, um, Tarkus who was climbing up the rock wall sees like this green smoke coming out of a vent and he kind of smiles at it. And I guess it's that bud (laughs) instead of climbing up at them to fight them. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go do the, the old training ground exercise thing. That's what I'm going to do. So he somehow gets in a back way into the room that Jonathan was then in. And he like activates this training ground duel. So this big like collar thing, this big UFO catcher, what was the green smoke though? I guess it's just like the just smell. Marijuana. It's just the smell of death. Oh, okay. Um, he calls this the uh, Lake of the Two-Headed Dragons, oh, which I okay. guess makes sense because of the chains that are attached right. to each other. The two chains? The two chains. <sighs> I will not be using his music. Um, nothing wrong with it. It just... Is this a use, reference to two chains? No, it's not. You need to use Tom Petty and Evanescence. Those are the songs No, I will yes, not. First of all, I, I haven't used Poco yet. And Poco plays a big part in this episode. Poco has his own flashback. He pees his pants. He pisses himself like a little Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, no, he didn't do baby. that yet. Okay, but yeah. And um, there's another reference. That's me. Okay. A foot was touching my foot, and I had to make sure it wasn't Miles's. <laughs> um, Just wait. <laughs> all right. Um, as the evening goes on. <laughs> so Jonathan is now trapped in this thing that has like a, a metal collar around his neck, and it pulls him towards the ceiling. And then we see that Tarkas has entered the room and explains that knights would chain themselves to these things. And it's, it's like a, it's a sex thing. No, it's like, oh, a, it's like a pulley. Like if I, if I yank on my side of the chain that's connected to the ceiling, that pulls you up. But then if you run and use your length of the chain, that'll pull me up. So it's like an even exchange. This is where the phrase yanking my chain comes from. No, nope. this anime. Don't think so. Oh. This is a reference to Chain of Fools, however, mm. by, is that Aretha Franklin? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I know she does a version of it. All right. Well, I don't want one of these things where it's like, it's actually a 1913 song by some fucking frog or whatever. I don't want <laughs> That always happens to me. It's, it's most famously by Aretha Franklin. Thank you. Um, and so this is weird because we know the Tarkas is like 70 planets big and he's going to attach this thing to his neck mm-hmm. and fight Jonathan. So, like, Jonathan's just going to constantly be, like, squished into the ceiling because Tarkus is huge and heavy. Right. And also an important note is for some reason, although Hamon can go through a lot of things, it cannot go through this chain. It can, Yeah. He sends, Jonathan sends, like, Hamon overdrive through the chain. But since the chain, it isn't like you can't see it where it like connects the two. It goes like into the ceiling somewhere. He's like, the Hummel won't go through the ceiling. Well, it's not just that because the Hummel won't go through the door either. Zeppeli tries to bust through the door. And, and he's like, Hummel cannot be used for destruction despite the fact that he chopped a rock in half. Oh, is that what he says? Yeah. yeah. That didn't make sense to me. No. I don't even get Hummel. 
yeah i think i think that araki could have done a better job of explaining the limits or the rules he could have just said this door is too thick like or the the steel is too powerful yeah he should have done a better job of explaining what the rules are i like having like consistent rules you can't like jojo's bizarre adventure i know (laughs) you better stop I, can, I I fill in the gaps in my own. Yeah, brain. that's what you got to do. You got to you got to do the work for him. <laughs> um, so Jonathan can't use his hamon very well because he's being strangled the whole time because he's got this collar around him, so he can't breathe. And Tarkus and he's going choke me, daddy. No, he's not. Oh, and Tarkus is this is not a BDSM beginning, <laughs> beginning to beat him. He kicks at him, and Jonathan blocks it, and he's like my and he names the exact bone my humerus. My left humerus is broken. He's also a doctor. Anyway, while this is all going on... The kid wets his pants. I don't know outside. what the humerus is. Zeppeli is trying to punch through the door and hurting his hands, which is weird. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, like, yeah, he scrapes his fucking knuckles. And... They're bleeding. Speedwagon is like, you're breaking your the hands. The humerus is in your arm, you jerks. Yeah. We don't know. He I don't know. He blocked it with his arm. You said leg. No, he gets kicked and blocked. Okay, well, I meant to say he blocks his kick with his arm. It's your upper arm, babies. Yeah. Um, and outside, so suddenly now Poco pisses his pants. We yes. assume out of fear. Maybe he had to pee really bad, but <laughs> it's true. Good I think point. it was. Out it's of been fear. a long day. But like they just he like, could have pissed on the side. But of he the, was like totally cool. He could have pissed when he mooned the guy. Yeah, that's the thing. He was super cool back then. Like, who has the presence of mind while gliding on the back of a stranger to be like, I'm gonna show my ass to this dude? But like. <laughs> Now you're scared when you're not even directly involved in the fight. Right. Separated by a door. Yeah. He's he's much safer than he was before. I was hoping that like his wet pants could be like a hamon thing. Like they'd uh. take off his pissy pants and like put it through the door and transfer hamon through his urine. Maybe yeah, maybe you that's would want that. his excuse. <laughs> like, not- uh, guys, I thought you could use this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's his excuse. Yeah. It's like Billy did, Madison. Did I do good? <laughs> um but instead what happens is so then while he's pissing himself, um, spe- now he has a flashback. Well, well, Speedwagon and and Zeppeli are gonna like climb down the mountain to get into the same entrance that Tarkus used. And they're like, oh, it's gonna take so long. And then Poco flashes back. Before that, though, Zeppeli like clenches his fist. He clenches his fist, and blood gushes out, and I love it. Okay. Just saying. That's I think cool. I heard you make a noise when that happened. Yeah. I wrote down that I loved it. Okay. The kid at this point, Poco goes like. I got to get out of here before these guys ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. He says, like, I got to get away from these guys. Just like, what? I thought he just didn't. I thought it was because he didn't want them to know that he pissed himself. I thought that. Oh, why. that might be it, too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But oh, so you think he, he does the whole rescue mission thing just so they don't see that he pissed himself? Uh, yes. Um, because he then flashes back and he thinks about getting the shit beaten out of him by some bullies, some other English um, assholes in a field. Kids are mean. But then they see this angry girl walking towards them. They're like, oh, everyone get out of here. And all the boys run away, leaving him there. And he's like, oh, sister. And she's like, when are you going to stand up and fight them? And I was like, there was like eight of them <laughs> for one thing. She was like, have you tried standing up for yourself? Have you tried getting the shipping out of you after hitting somebody? <laughs> um, but then she she's was like, cool. I liked her. She's like, what is it you're most afraid of? And he's like, oh. and she just slaps him in the face. And she's like, is it that sting of pain? And I think that's the end of the flashback. I don't remember what um, else. She teaches him about bla- bravery, uh, tells him something about pain. You can fucking uh, use it 
to whatever and then she's like i'm gonna do laundry yeah she says i'll do your laundry <laughs> when we get home which she's, to me almost indicated that he pissed himself in the flashback from the fat or in the flashback like in the flashback yeah. getting beat oh up. so because because his, his like pissing he, himself is linked like yeah, he pisses yeah, yeah. himself and he thinks back at the time when he <laughs> the last time himself. i pissed myself which was three days ago and his sister taught him to be brave because she says i'll do laundry when we get home which is just a weird way to end a scene she's so far the greatest female character in this show whoa you put her over arena in i thought she season. was arena for a minute no. tba she's better than arena <laughs> Wow. She's better than Arena. But Arena is... Arena washed her face with mud to insult somebody. She's very close to my heart. Weird. <laughs> it was great. Very close to my heart. Arena um, is a weirdo. Good point. <laughs> um, I don't understand why she fucking like, disappears every time. I don't know. You are me. Oh. Like, she's loved him her whole life. Her whole life. Her whole life. Yep. Since he saved her that one time. And she just disappears for years and then comes back in his life and then disappears again for years and then sneaks Wait. back in his life. She but doesn't disappear. Oh, I guess she, she does twice. Yeah, because the first time it's when they're kids and then like he saves her or whatever and he was like... Ghosting. Yeah. She ghosts because she's embarrassed because Dio kissed her. No, 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 no. Before that. When they were little ass kids and when they were little ass kids and she some some kids are messing with her and jonathan first meets her and saves her yeah then they don't see each other again after that for years and they don't see each other again for years Wait. until they're teenagers oh okay until they're like 12 13 and dio arrives yeah right then dio kisses her and then she well, vanishes well, yeah because then when they reunite again when they're a little older that's when they start dating but she's liked him that whole time and then Dio kisses her, and then she also disappears again. I, I don't know if that's that's not maybe that Jonathan's kind of a weirdo, so yeah. maybe it's him. He never Jeez. called her back, but still, he never rang because phones her weren't invented. He never ringed her telly. Um, anyway, so Poco flashed back to his sister, who is also like Irina, and then he's like, but tougher. I guess he's like that. Now I gotta help or <laughs> not let them see my pissy pants. He just jumps it. He just goes. He, he just, just goes for this window that he sees. It's in the yeah. side of this night's training ground. Um, because he's like, it's too small for anybody to get through except me. So then he's climbing through and he's like, if this zombie guy wins and beats, beats up big older brother Jojo, then they're going to attack the town and I must protect my sister. I must protect everyone, which just made me think of when Shigechi is dying and he's talking about how he has to protect mom and dad. Aww. Made me sad. Um, but that then the, and the kid gets in and they're like, no, oh, get out of there. This isn't, you know, if he's going to, yeah. if Tarkas would kill a man, imagine what he'd do to a child, which I was like, I don't, does that work? <laughs> like, I'll also kill him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, Tarkas does see him and slap, slap shots him against a wall. Um, and the kid like slams into some bricks and is like bloody, but then is says something about like, you know, the sting of pain doesn't bother him that much or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he climbs to the lever that is inside that opens the door. And so that's his big moment. And he pulls the lever. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, he pulls it. <laughs> you when didn't he, say when that. He, climbs he, he pushes it, actually. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> he pushes it, letting in Speedwagon and Zeppeli. And then Speedwagon says, oh, you're not that hurt. He says yeah. something like that. Just to make us feel better. Speedwagon goes to help the kid because he can't fucking fight. And he's like, you're not hurt that bad, which was interesting because like the he, kid like had to crawl looked really bad he looked really hurt. bad and the kid had to like crawl over to the lever so it was almost like all right maybe stop, you say stop like it. like you say to someone who's really badly injured and is like gonna die in a minute like oh um, it's gonna be okay don't worry like 
reassuring him. Although, do you think, just, I am wondering now, because he's had a flashback to the cage to him, whether he becomes a party member now. Mm-hmm. Like, whether he will join them in adventures Poco? beyond this and leave Poco. his home. Maybe. Uh, if he can stop pissing Just tell himself. me. I will not tell you. Okay. Um, I don't remember. And then, so, Zeppeli then... Becomes real defeatist all of a sudden. No. He goes like, maybe this is where I die. Yeah, he pretty much is like, is this where Tom Petty's prophecy comes true? And we hear, finally they do it again. Bring! They do the they they play the beginning of Roundabout by Yes before actually ding, like ding, ding. it takes off and ends the episode, which I they love. Just play the harmonics on the guitar. The doom. Bring. I wish that happened all the time. It it starts to happen more and more. Yes. Um, and it's this cool sort of like intro where he's like walking towards what might be his death. Um, I think it'd be stupid if roll. he died against one of these mini bosses, but that's just me. Well, thanks for your opinions. Um, and that's the end of the episode. All right, bye. No. Oh. The end of the, not the end of the podcast episode. It's the end of the episode six, Tomorrow's Courage. Oh, yeah, because that was another thing is that he, she says to, um, in the flashback for Poco, his sister says, like, when are you going to fight them? When are you going to stand up for yourself? And he's like, tomorrow. And she's like, and when, when is that? Uh. And then when he starts crawling into the, into the training ground room, he's like, tomorrow is now. Oh. Oh, that's what that meant. Which yeah. is, which is not the case. Tomorrow Meaning, is always he's actually, tomorrow. but he's actually doing it. Tell which is how I felt today doing my laundry. I was like, I'm finally doing it. Aww. I've normally been saying I'll do my laundry. Normally, your older sister does it for you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> After you've pissed I yourself, pee, I pee in it. Um. Oh, that's why she's doing laundry, and it's a, it's a full circle. She's that's doing what laundry because he pissed himself. That's what I think. I think everything, the root of everything is because this kid pissed himself. Right. Yeah. Everything. The universe didn't exist <laughs> before he pissed it into mm-hmm, his mm-hmm, pants mm-hmm, existence. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. Just slapping around the microphone. <laughs> um, Back off. Here's the commentary from the uh, animation team. <clears throat> David Production. Do you want to read this, Jackie? Okay. Oh, it seems long, though. Hello. Um, it's, am I reading all of this? This is what I'm reading? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you not want to? No, I'm reading it. It's time for Poco to shine. There's a lot to see in episode six. Bruford's death in the first half, then the duel against the imposing Tarkus in the second one. Bruford's death is an important moment directed perfectly and accompanied with a beautiful background covered in flowers. For that, I greatly thank the color designer, Shinichiro Yoshihara, who gave us a beautiful background as usual. Thanks, Shinichiro. Uh, there is also a flashback of Zeppeli, which obliged us to create a young version of his design in this one scene. In JoJo, there are a few designs we only use once, uh, and they break our rhythm. For- fortunately, the team managed to deal with that in time. In the first half, Tarkis has this shout that goes, Go Baba! Uh-huh. It's an improvisation for the voice actor, Tetsu Inada, who read the onomatopoeia out loud. We didn't plan on keeping it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's supposed to be a sound effect, but he was like, uh, go baba. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan on keeping it, but at the end, the result is quite funny. Lastly, I am fully sal- satisfied by Poco's signature scene, Tomorrow is Now. There's also Zeppeli, who dramatically enters the room, as determined as ever. The music perfectly sublimates this instant. 
this guy's uh uh they're really proud of themselves yeah <laughs> well making stuff is hard you know it's true and <laughs> gotta like, talk about it we did a great job well he's thanking the team he's not saying he's, i did this and i did that you know no nah, i know but they did a good job. It was, a and the great music does uh, at times inspire chills. Like when he does the metal silver overdrive, there was a little bit of a chill I got. And Ooh. when uh, Yes's harmonics start playing with Zeppeli walking into the room, it's a little bit spine chilling. Um, Mark got a lot of spine feelings. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any of that. Yep, just rippling up and down. Oh, Mark got the ripple. <laughs> the hamon. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, he felt the uh, if you have feelings about this episode or anything, or us, I thought you, it was good. What are you going to be for Halloween, American listeners? Oh, we should all be JoJo's characters. I am going to be. I'll be Iggy. I should be Iggy. Uh, That's a good costume because people know what a Boston Terrier is. But so it's a costume that isn't necessarily a JoJo's character, but it is to people who I am, know it. I am Iggy the Boston Terrier, and they'll be like, "Who's that?" Be like, just be a Boston Terrier, but hold a pack of coffee gum. Yeah, and then people who know will know. Yeah. Um, you can tweet to us at JJB Pod. You can write to us via email at JoJo's Bizarre Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, those are the best ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> please rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever the hell they call it these days. Share us on Facebook. Yeah, share us on your your social media. Yes, all of the all the social media, especially if you're famous. Yeah, share us with your your parents. Play our Thanksgiving. Wait, play our episode over Thanksgiving dinner. How did that word creep up in my mouth? <laughs> it was like three words down the sentence. Because you wanted us to have a Thanksgiving special. Right. That's, what you That's exactly it. We all... Oh, I, I have dinner with my, my family that day, so I can't make it. Oh, Miles, for Halloween, if you had to dress up as a JoJo, we've pretty much been asked this question in the past, but now you have more characters. Ugh. Who would you be for Halloween, which is approaching? I would just, uh, I would be the orangutan, naked except for a captain's hat. You'd be forever? He also has a pipe. Would you take the pipe? Oh, yeah. You take the pipe? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get that pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, I would be, I, I, I could be a dick here and just name a name a character you guys don't know. Well, I'm thinking, be weird. like, specifically a Halloween costume, it needs to be something recognizable by more people than just JoJo's fans, because there's not enough of those people I encounter in my day-to-day, unfortunately. Uh... That's why I said Iggy. Yeah. And also it has to be like pretty easy to put together. Yeah. That works. Anyway, but I'm it's not New York Comic Con right now and nobody invited us to do a panel. What? Which oh, I think man. is bullshit. You're supposed to submit for a panel if you want oh, to Oh, we should keep, keep an eye out for any NYCC uh, JoJo cosplay. It's got to be there. We're here. We should find it. We're in. If you're RT there it. right now cosplaying, please send us pics. It's 1030 at night. Uh, nude pics. I guess no. they're probably still up. Oh, and with your costume on, yeah. New York Comic Con is now? It's Thursday. It started now. Oh, it started? Oh. Tomorrow is now, Jackie. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be over by the time this comes out. No, it'll be Sunday. Depends how fast I move. It'll be the last <laughs> day. No, nobody's listening to us on the last day of Comic Con and still, you know... We have international listeners. They don't know what Comic Con is, well, or Halloween, or New York Comic Con. They have Comic Cons elsewhere in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. The big one is in California, not even the one in New York. San Diego. 
yeah. Comic-Con. They don't call them Comic-Cons in, in Europe. What do they call them? Rubicons? They call them like Auschwitz or something. I don't know. Hmm. They probably call them cons. There's one, isn't there one in Germany that's something con? Gamescom. Gamescom. But that's com. So? Why com? I don't know. Comference. Comference. Is it like K O M? Nope, it's not. Oh. It's games (laughs) C O M, like dot com or something. Games commercialism. Okay. They have Dream Hack in Sweden, which is video game convention. We're way off topic. Uh, what do you guys want to say to the listeners this week? Send send us your best JJ no. uh, cosplay or nudes. No nudes. <laughs> That's always on the table. <laughs> um, I don't have anything to say. Like a, an on off sort of thing. What? One one picture on, one picture off. No, don't. Send us your Halloween costume. Yeah, tell us what you're going to be for Halloween. And is it JoJo themed? Because yeah. it should be. But I'm not going to be that for Halloween. For Halloween, I think I'm going to do what I have done in the past years, which is wear an unsettling mask and then just black clothing. Yeah. Two years ago, I wore like a Grim Reaper You're doing that right now. shroud and this like horrifying generic anime mask. It was hilarious, I it, thought. It was cute. It was great. <laughs> have um, you guys been to horrifying. New York Comic Con? Yeah, it sucks. We didn't really like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Uh, Too many people. Too many people who are annoying. uh... You're talking about Planet Earth? Yes. Jackie feels his way about like going to the deli, however. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. No, it's just like... It's like so crowded, though. It's like bodies everywhere. And and, like we're game people. We're not really comic people. And it's just about everything. Mm. It's about everything. So it's like name any movie show. Right. I went once. I I think that's enough. Oh, we didn't know you went. It's more like entertainment con well yeah you know people on so it all feels that are listening might not have ever been and i'm telling you don't go to that one if you're gonna go somewhere um go to like a local one pax go, is go good to pa- yeah pax is good we hear magfest is good i want to go to magfest smaller local more specialized cons are better because yeah. you can find your people more easily exactly you should go to one of those cons where everyone has the same name like joshua con and like everyone's named joshua is that a thing? Mm. There's like Facebook groups where you're like, my name is Bill Williams and everybody in the group is named Bill Williams. Oh, I don't have an, I don't, there's not enough people with my name. I hope there's a Miles con. <laughs> there's like eight people. But it's just two sides. One is Miles with an I and one is Miles with a Y. It's, and, it, and it ends in utter bloodshed. It's just two spear like groups just stabbing each other and there's just blood all over the Javits Center floor. It's horrifying. You really think we'd get the Javits Center? For the Miles Miles convention? <laughs> Think about how many Mileses there are. Mileses would travel for miles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's more miles. Goodbye, than everyone. <laughs> there are uh, kilometers. I'm killing myself. <laughs> Why? You can't face the battle? I said goodbye.